Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Randy? It's going all right. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I'll be heading down to Los Angeles this weekend. Oh, yeah? And yeah. doing what? Uh, there's this little thing called D23 going on. Is that and... like a Dungeons and Dragons thing? Yep. Oh, totally that's Dungeon... D20. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, it's three better than that. Yeah, yeah. It's a special uh, Mickey Mouse shaped die that you roll. Yeah, it's uh, very unwieldy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to D23, which is actually in Anaheim, but I'm flying down to LA to meet my brother first. Cool. Are you both going? Yes. Awesome. That sounds like a fun bro time. Mm-hmm. Should uh, be fun. Not Star Trek related. It's another Star something related. Yes, they're going to have a big Star Wars panel. Hopefully, I get into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, Star everything is fun, right? Yeah, space uh, space operas are great. Sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, and then you're going to be down here, uh, down, I guess, not as far south. You'll be in the Bay Area uh, not too long after that for the next uh, San Jose Super Toy Show, which will be yeah. awesome. I'm really excited about that. We had a good time last time. Yeah, and this time um, a captain, or actually an admiral, is going to be there. But not from, again, not from Star Trek. <laughs> uh, Edward James Olmos is going to be kind of the featured uh, celebrity guest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're totally going to get in line for his autographs. <laughs> we should we should have him uh, autograph like a Picard figure or something ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, you're that guy from Babylon 5, right? Right, right. Oh, wait, you wait, you weren't on Star Trek Next Generation? I was pretty sure you were. Oh. You didn't play Commander Data? <laughs> Just be totally totally out of it and inappropriate. No, we wouldn't do that to old uh old Edward Mr. Olmos. We wouldn't do that to that guy. Uh we have too much respect for Battlestar. We talk about that a lot here on Trek Trek. Uh it turns out. But um yeah. So maybe one of these times we'll go to something where there's actually uh, some Trek people, which well, I'm you have. Go- so yeah, I'm definitely going there with getting Trek stuff, you know, in mind. Yeah, for sure. We've got to continue our our tradition of uh, finding really inexpensive, uh, still carded Trek uh, Trek action figures, right? Yep. Yeah, maybe some other cool stuff too. Uh, yeah. So yeah, not not a whole lot going on. Uh, just getting ready. We're recording this right before the weekend, so getting ready for that. And, um, you know, weekend's a good time to watch more Star Trek Enterprise, so I'll be doing that too. <laughs> yeah, I'll hopefully have time to do that uh, over the weekend, or I'll do it early next week. Um, uh, speaking of Trek, uh, this past weekend, I saw through uh, Star Trek Six uh, over the weekend. Oh, awesome. So you're back in the swing of things. Yep. Caught up on all the Trek films. Got through Final Frontier. That was a mm-hmm. bit of a struggle. Oof. Uh, yeah, Spock's, Spock's brother. And every time, you know, they have on Enterprise talk of, you know, kind of like the emotional Vulcans, it always reminds me of that movie. Yeah, that so. movie is uh, a lot worse than I remember, actually. <laughs> Good on you for making it through that. Uh, huh. Then I saw Undiscovered Country, and oh. that was really good. Yeah. So at least, you know, made up for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully I'll see Generations sometime soon. Yeah, so you're going to run all the way through the, all the films. Are you going to include the Abrams movies? Yep. Awesome. I think that's only appropriate. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Enterprise. How about that? Yeah, that sounds great. We're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 2, Episode 17, Canamar. Original air date, February 26, 2003. Let's do it. Uh, the episode opens on a damaged shuttle pod adrift in space. Inside, a communicator is floating freely. Uh, Hoshi is calling, trying to reach Archer. On Enterprise, the crew can see the shuttle pod on the main viewer. Reed tells Paul that all the systems are down and that there are no bio signs. Then it's the opening credits. Uh, 
on the Enterprise in the Situation Room. Tapal, Mayweather, Hoshi, Flox, and Reed are listening to Archer's penultimate Starlog, in which he says that he and Trip left a place called uh, Kato Inal, uh, where they had first contact with the Enolians. The entry after that is about Pizan match, which is a sport that is similar to water polo. Yeah, you know, he was excited. Yeah. Block says that both Archer and Tripp's blood was found in the shuttle pod, uh, which leads Reed to conclude that they were abducted. Uh, T'Pol orders them to go to Cato and all. On an alien ship, uh, some aliens are standing guard over some prisoners, including Tripp and Archer. Archer tries to speak to someone in charge, but he only gets hurt for his trouble. A fellow prisoner advises Archer to keep his mouth shut. Turns out the prisoners are going to a penal colony called Canamar. There we go. Yep. They're going there without a proper trial because it is assumed that anyone who is arrested is guilty. Apparently, Archer and Trip are thought to be smugglers, and smuggling is a big crime, and as such, Archer and Trip will probably be made an example of. Uh, on Cato and all, Tabal has called an Enolian and is asking about Archer and Trip. The Enolian is being less than helpful. Uh, back on Con Air, or I mean the prison <laughs> transport. <laughs> oh, whoops! A little bit of a slip. <laughs> it's feeding time. Uh, Trip gets in an argument with a Nosican prisoner. Remember the Nosicans? Uh but mm-hmm. he is saved by the guards. He thanks the guards and is also zapped. Uh, we find out that Tripp's benchmate is named Zumas. Uh, back on Enterprise, the Enolian representative is in the situation room with Reed and T'Pol. He explains to them that Archer and Tripp were taken into custody because they were found with contraband. The Enolian explains that smuggling is a big problem in this area of space, and the Enolians are ordered to board and inspect all ships and arrest the guilty parties. Mistakes can be made, however. Mistakes were made. <laughs> On Con Air, an Enolian guard tells Archer that he's free to go. The Nosican says that he can pay the guard if he gets released too. As the guard is distracted, uh, an Enolian prisoner breaks out of his handcuffs and knocks out the guard and then releases the Nosican. The Enolian and the Nosican take out the rest of the guards and assume control of the ship. However, the Nosican knocks out the pilot, and they don't have anyone who can fly the ship. Archer volunteers the pilot and is released from his bonds. Uh, he tries to get Trip out, but uh, no dice. Uh, in the cockpit, the Enolian tells Archer to get him to a binary system four light years from their present location. Archer keeps up the facade of being a smuggler as he comes up with a story of why he was going to be released. We learn that the Enolian prisoner has subdermal implants in his wrists that act as a sort of lockpick for the handcuffs. He had served seven years on Canamar before he escaped, and he never wants to return. Archer tried uh, messing with the subspace transceiver, but the Enolian breaks the transceiver to take it offline. Yeah, he has some some pretty... uh strong feelings about technology (laughs) and how you turn it off. (laughs) Yeah. Just smash it. Right. Uh, on enterprise, Hoshi has picked up an Enolian distress signal from where they were going to rendezvous with the prison transport, but the signal stopped back on the prison transport. Zoomus is annoying trip in the cockpit. Archer detects two Enolian patrol ships approaching. Archer is trying to come up with some excuse as to why he doesn't want to fire on the patrol ships, but the Enolian who is holding him hostage isn't taking no for an answer. Archer still refuses and offers an alternative. He'll just need Tripp's help to execute it. The prison transport drops out of warp, and the Enolian patrol ships attack. Uh, Tripp is working on something, and when he's done, the Enolian hostage-taker calls the Enolian patrol ships and says that he surrenders. As the Enolian patrol ships move into dock, uh, Tripp opens the plasma vents, 
A cloud of plasma engulfs the patrol ships. Archer fires a phaser into the cloud, which disables the patrol ships. Uh, the transport warps away, but Trip is put back in shackles. Yeah, so uh, is, can we call this the Archer maneuver at this point? Sure. Yeah, well, he's done it before, right? Yeah. Uh, on the Enterprise, Sapal is told that the Enolian authorities don't want to take any more chances and are ordering the destruction of the prison transport. The Enolians have identified the Enolian prisoner as Kuroda Loren, a brutal criminal. Back on Con Air, Archer and Kuroda are bonding, and Kuroda wants Archer and Trip to join his crew. Uh, they're headed to a planet that has a trading outpost called Tamal, where a ship is going to meet them. In the main part of the prison transport, Sumas keeps talking, which bugs Trip. In the cockpit, the Nausicaan brings Crota some food, but he throws it on the ground because he's had his fill of prison rations after tasting them since he was 14 years old. He claims that he is innocent of his first crime, in which he was accused of stealing a brace of latinum by a supervisor at a transport yard on Cato and all. Later, the prison transport arrives at its destination. Uh, Crota's ship is going to dock with the prison transport, and Crota, the Nosken, Archer, and Trip are going to leave and then crash the prison transport into the planet with the rest of the prisoners inside to make it look like Crota and his crew died. Oh, boo. Plus, I think they'd be able to tell there were, you know, four missing. Well, I mean, if it was completely sensors, if it were completely obliterated, I guess so. I guess if you're crashing from space, it's a little different than like a plane crash or something. Mm -hmm. The Enterprise has found the prison transport at Tamal. Uh, Reed has found Archer and Trip's biosigns and wants to transport them out, but the Enolian official uh, tells them that the ship is heavily shielded. See, they want to use the transporter again. Yeah, at least they're remembering they have one. Meanwhile, on the prison transport, Archer works with Trip to fix the docking hatch in the back of the ship under the watchful eye of the Nausicaan. While they're working, Archer explains to Trip what's going on, and he wants to take control of the ship. On the Enterprise, uh, they've detected a small ship containing four Enolians that is approaching the prison transport. Back on the prison transport, Archer tries to convince Kuroda to take the other prisoners with them, uh, to no avail. He talks to Trip, who is still working on the docking hatch. Uh, Trip convinces the Nausicaan to help with the repairs, uh, distracting him long enough that Trip can knock him out. Trip grabs the Nausicaan gun and uh, sets off an alarm, uh, which brings Kuroda out of the locked cockpit. Trip tries to shoot Kuroda, but Zumas yells out a warning. And Trip gets hit, and Crota goes back into the cockpit, pointing his pistol at Archer. Archer tells Crota that he's needed to repair the docking hatch before the ship crashes into the planet. Uh, later, Trip wakes up and is handcuffed and is sitting next to Zumas once again. Crota's ship has docked with the prison transport. The door opens, and Reed, Mayweather, and a security officer stand there, Base pistols in their hands. Surprise! They shoot the Nausicaan, but Kuroda escapes. There's a firefight, and Archer hits Kuroda as he tries to get into the cockpit, knocking him out. Archer tells Trip, Mayweather, and Reed to get everyone to the shuttle as he goes in the cockpit to get the prison transport out of its decaying orbit. Almost everyone escapes. Uh, Trip and Reed grab the unconscious Nausicaan, and Archer grabs Crota. However, Crota wakes up and fights back, knocking Archer down and closing the docking hatch. He orders Archer to break orbit and fights Archer when he tries to open the docking hatch again. They get into a fist fight, but Archer eventually manages to get the docking hatch open. Uh, Crota runs off to the cockpit because he really doesn't want to go back to Kanamar. Uh, Reed pulls Archer back to the shuttle, and the shuttle breaks free from the prison transport. Crota gets into the pilot seat and watches as he enters the atmosphere. Uh, later, the shuttle docks with Enterprise. Phlox, T'Pol, and the Enolian official greet Archer and Trip. 
Archer doesn't want to talk to the Enolian, but he keeps bugging Archer. So Archer goes off about how they were falsely arrested and almost ended up in Canamar, and he wonders how many others were wrongly imprisoned. He and Trip walk off with T'Pol behind them as the episode ends. As as the film Con Air ends, or as the episode ends? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... Hmm, I'm, I'm not really kind of emotionally charged in either direction on this episode. Um, uh, I mean, I thought it was a, it was a interesting little story. Um, but I don't know if, I don't know if I even felt there were really any, any high stakes or not. I mean, we know they're going to be okay and all that. Right. So you need kind of, I feel like in those, in these cases, you kind of need an interesting story. Like, obviously you know they're not going to get locked up forever i mean well the characters don't know that but the viewer knows that hopefully um so you kind of wonder well how are they gonna you know resolve this situation um i i don't really feel like we've definitely had episodes so far where you know archer and trip are in a in in the precarious situation and we learn something more about their friendship or about their characters or history together something like that and there wasn't really any any of that here it was really more about trip getting annoyed <laughs> by the alien that he was shackled up with and um kind of them both trying to pull one over on on their captors yeah it's also about the injustice of this justice system that yeah they're involved in yeah i i, I just feel like yeah, I mean, if you were going to take an, a, an approach of, um, you know, it's just my, my personal feeling, but like if you're going to take the approach of, you know, dealing with with a justice system, I almost imagine it being just handled differently, more of like a next gen kind of way. Um, but this is how, you know, they handled it on uh, on Enterprise. I, I guess I would say that it was definitely a more action movie kind of take if Enterprise was still kind of trying to be that know the new young brash star trek you know like something along those lines but i don't know if it really delivered on that either i again i don't think i didn't feel like this was a bad episode like totally bad episode but it just didn't really wow me Mm -hmm. yeah uh i thought it was okay uh Mm -hmm. as you said very predictable obviously the two main characters are not gonna get in long-term trouble Mm -hmm. um it was interesting that Kuroda had this sympathetic backstory, but he was not a sympathetic character ultimately. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to stick with us for a long time. I don't think. No, other than the fact that it was very much con air. Uh-huh. <laughs> like uh, someone obviously saw it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... Apparently, so I, I did some, you know, research into this. Apparently, you know, I don't want to spoil something that happens in an upcoming episode, but uh, this was actually, apparently, like, this episode developed out of an original ending to an upcoming episode um, that we're going to probably be talking about next episode, I believe. Um, and that basically the episode, the ending of that episode uh eventually changed but they ended up developing what they were originally planning into a full standalone episode with no connection to it so that's kind of interesting i think yeah um you know um so at one point this might have been the third or you know the final act of a of a different episode uh but they div- they they kind of pulled it into a full length episode uh yeah i mean it, it worked overall it's not a super memorable episode like you said but it was mm-hmm. fine uh considering we've seen much worse this season you know, mm-hmm. sometimes fine is all you need yeah um we're gonna take a little break and when we come back we're gonna talk about the crossing where's commander tucker i'm here where's the man who used to be charles tucker a new life form inhabits the crew. What's keeping them from taking all of us? This first contact. They're holding my ship hostage. Maybe their last. They're lying to us. All new Enterprise. And we're back. 
Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 2, Episode 18, The Crossing. Original air date, April 2nd, 2003. Uh, day after April Fool's. Uh, take it away, Randy. All right. So, for this episode, uh, we start out on the Enterprise Bridge. Uh, the crew is at attention, and they're tracking an object uh, that is as they say, more than 500 meters in length. Uh, Archer tells uh, the crew to put the object in question on screen, uh, and we see a large ship closing in on Enterprise from the rear. Uh, Archer uh, asks for a hail to be sent to the uh, strange alien craft, and there's no response. Uh, The alien craft is gaining on Enterprise at this point, Uh, At which point, the ship opens uh, and swallows up the Enterprise. Uh, I made a note that I thought that the ship, the alien ship, looks almost like a stingray. Yes, I thought that too. A giant stingray. Um, And it's quite large. Uh, If anyone's uh, seen uh, original series episode, and I'm going to totally blank at at this point and not remember the name, but there's a... Uh, episode with a giant ship that can swallow starships and it kind of remembered or kind of reminded me of that rather uh so uh archer at this point calls for a tactical alert uh but reed uh of reed alert fame uh tells him that the weapons aren't charging uh trip calls in from engineering to report that the engines are down uh to paul says that uh, she's scanning the alien craft uh, and can't detect any biosigns. Uh, Archer tells Mayweather uh, to activate the Enterprise's dorsal camera. Uh, he begins scanning around the interior of the alien ship, and they see some kind of sparkly kind of things uh, floating around near the ceiling of the uh, alien landing bay. Uh, but we're told that they don't contain any elements that we know of. Uh, Archer and Reed uh, and Trip uh, take a shuttle plod uh, into the interior of the ship and uh, land on its floor. Um, they exit the shuttle pod and do a scan uh, and learn that it is extremely cold inside. Uh, it's only about 18 degrees. They set out to in, in, uh, investigate. I mean, note that I really like the look of the interior of the ship. It actually kind of reminded me of something from, like, uh, the James Cameron Avatar movie uh, a little bit. Uh, illuminated pulses uh, are swarming around Enterprise, um, but Reed can't detect any life signs from them. Uh, and Reed asks at this point, uh, if there isn't any life on board the ship, then who modified its atmosphere? Uh, Archer says that, well, they sure look alive to me. Uh, uh yeah. the, the changing atmosphere and the temp- changing temperature, mm-hmm. uh, reminded me a lot of the space station in the dead stop. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about this a little more in a bit, but, um, there's some similarities between what happens in this episode and what we talked about with that space station and with a certain, um, assimilating uh, species <laughs> in Star Trek. And it's making me wonder if there's some grand conspiracy going on. Who knows? Um, yeah, but good, good point. Um, so at this point, uh, one of these glowing beans that's not really alive, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, actually flies into Trip's helmet and then out again. Um, Trip appears stunned. Um, and isn't moving, isn't responding. And then this uh, glowing entity flies back into his helmet, uh, and Trip is back. Uh, I wrote almost like they took his consciousness. So I was getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> Trip says that uh, while he, uh, well, he says that after this happened, uh, that he was up on the ceiling of the ship looking down at the three of them. Uh, but then he was in some place called Tarpon Str- Springs, uh, but it wasn't like he was dreaming. Uh, next we up, we see uh, we're in sick bay, and Trip is being decontaminated. Uh, Flock says that he can't see anything wrong with Trip, so he's free to go. Uh, Trip's up 
next in the locker room, uh, but he's still reeling from the experience. Uh, he's talking with Captain Archer, uh, who says that he can't afford to let Trip take any time off because he needs the engines back online so they can get out of here. Uh, he tells uh, Reed that he also needs the weapons back online, and Reed says he'll see what he can do. Uh, in Archer's ready room, uh, T'Pol enters, and uh, Archer says to her that he feels like they're being held hostage, uh, but T'Pol doesn't know, doesn't know about that. Uh, she says she's not sure if these entities are hostile. Uh, Hoshi, meanwhile, is trying to communicate with the entities, but is having no luck. T'Pol says that she has spoken with uh, Enterprise's officers, uh, who say that the crew's concerned about their predicament, but are remaining calm. In engineering, uh, Trip is inspecting the warp reactor when one of these entities floats in. Uh, I said that they kind of remind me of the uh, beans from the movie Abyss. Uh, maybe, maybe a bit? Uh, just a little bit of a feeling I had. So that's two times this was reminding me of James Cameron uh, creation. <laughs> uh, the entity enters his head again and leaves with his quote-unquote essence in my notes uh cr a crewman asks trip if he's okay uh he it's says rostov the crewman is rostov oh it's rostov right right uh rostov acts uh, excuse me rostov asks trip if he's all right uh trip says he's fine but he's acting totally weird uh rostov calls archer and tells him what's going on uh, archer then calls trip but gets no response and tells to paul to go find trip yeah, last time we saw Rostov was in uh, Voxola. Yeah, that's right. About an alien symbiote taking over the crew's bodies and their minds. Hmm. So, like, a lot of weird connections being drawn here? Mm -hmm. Uh In the mess hall, uh, Trip is eating everything, as I noted. Except I didn't see any uh, pecan pie on the table. Uh, as Archer, uh, T'Pol, and Reed enter... Uh, they ask if he's okay, and he responds with his full name. Um, they ask if he's hungry, I guess, ironically, and he says, yes, it's all very good. Uh, he asks them if they've ever tried this, and holds out a piece of bread. Uh, he says he's never eaten anything before. Uh, they want to know where the man who used to be Trip is. Uh, to which the entity inhabiting Tripp's body says uh, that he's exploring another realm, uh, my realm, uh, but he will be back. And he's experiencing things he never thought he could. And that it's not a question of where Tripp is at this point, but he will be corporeal again. Uh, at this point, we learn that the entities could be called a wisp, uh, so we'll call them that from here on out. Uh, Archer wants to know where they come from. Uh, the Wisp responds that they live in subspace and are explorers like the Enterprise crew. Uh, Archer wants to know why they took Trip. The Wisp responds that it's been a long time since they have encountered any corporeal beings. Uh, during the first crossing, so you have your episode title, uh, the Wisps learned that their uh, composition, I guess, or their uh, energy and humans' uh, physiologies were compatible. Uh, he uh, reveals that the Wisps were once like humans, but they evolved. Uh, and that now, with the help of the Enterprise crew, they can learn how their ancestors lived. Uh, Archer obviously uh, wants the ship and his crew released um, and the wisp decides that they should be let go and promises that trip will return uh, he also tells archer that he that archer claims to be an explorer so he should open his mind to new possibilities uh, we come back from commercials uh, we're still in the mess hall uh, a wisp flies back into Trip uh, with his non-corporeal form in tow. Uh, Trip's back, and he tells the others that he was riding alongside Hopalong Cassidy, which is a 
crazy old, old, old Earth <laughs> reference again. Um, but then he was snow sailing in New Zealand with his old girlfriend. Snow sailing sounds kind of cool. Um, but then he was eight to nine years old, uh, picking up leaves in the yard with his dad. Uh, but none of this, he says, was a dream. It was real. Uh, he tells them that the Wisps uh, have said that Archer and the crew could also try this crossing. Uh, he says it's really hard to explain and that they should try it. Uh, at this point, Archer uh, says he wants Trip taken to sick bay and that something smells funny. Um, so Paul says that the Wisp may have been telling the truth. Uh, next up, we get a Captain Starlog. Flox um, has reported that everything seems fine with Trip. Um, Archer says that he wants to get the Enterprise out of there, but the engines are still down. Uh, he's basically at this point recounting what you know we already know from watching the episode. So uh, he's yeah, he's not really being very helpful to the audience. Um, although he does says that he does say rather that maybe he doesn't trust the Wisps because they are so different from us and. He actually doesn't like the fact that he's uh, distrusting them just because they're different. Uh, Phlox enters uh, and tells Archer that one of the beings uh, it actually attempted to enter his mind, but that the crossing process didn't work. Um, Reed is in the armory uh, when another Wisp uh, enters. Uh, Reed, being the shoot first and ask questions later type that he is, uh, runs and grabs a phase pistol. Uh, the Wisp gives chase uh, to Reed, but obviously catches up because we can tell that Reed's been taken over. Uh, there's a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. These Wisps are uh, a little bit aggressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they as aggressive, though, as the... Um, Vulcans that want to mind meld with you without permission. There's a lot of aggressive aliens on this show. That's I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, not really asking for permission for anything. Um, speaking of being aggressive and creepy, um, there's a female uh, crewman is uh, coming down the hall towards Reed, and Reed gives her a very creepy look. Uh, he then enters a turbo lift with another female crewman and uh, proceeds a rather awkward line of questioning uh with uh, questions such as are you a female um he points out that there are a number of anatomical differences between them uh she like the audience uh is creeped out <laughs> and leaves <clears throat> so yeah the show doesn't necessarily do the best job with um these kind of icky situations but i guess that's why they're icky Maybe we're totally supposed to just feel totally squigged out by... Uh, like yeah, I mean, these are, wisps, these are wisps that don't have corporeal form. And yeah. They're experiencing they're... being corporeal. Yeah, for the first time, or, uh, or the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, next up, get ready to be creeped out even more. Uh, creepy Reed enters to Paul's quarters. I'm wondering if uh, the Wisp had kind of sensed that Reed has a thing for T'Pol. Yeah, I was thinking that exact same thing. Because, you know, we've heard that in the past. And he's talked about, I think in the, the Shuttle Pod 1 episode, mm-hmm. was it? Where he he kind of admits to um, to Trip that he thinks uh, he thinks T'Pol's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get some more of that here. But it's just, you know, it's not in kind of a like, ooh, there could be a, well... Whatever. There could be a relationship kind of thing here, but and just in a really creepy uh, way. Uh, he tells Paul that she's very bit- beautiful and he wants her to take off her clothes. Uh, Paul, of course, you know, is very stoic and asks uh, Reed if he's been drinking. I noted that Paul's basically wearing next to nothing already, so... <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, Paul does the smart thing. She calls Archer and, and a security team but says that she's capable of defending herself. Of course, she uh, knows the Sussman uh, martial art, so Mm -hmm. we've seen her kick butt before. Uh, Reed wants to know what it's like to be a female. We find out. Uh, He tells her that if if they came to... to, If if you... He says, if you came to us, you could experience what it's like to be male. Uh, He tries to touch her as Archer enters. Um... Archer says, enough. Humans don't like doing things without their consent. 
there's a lot of consent stuff going on this season. Uh, he wants to know when the Wisp will return Reed, and uh, Reed, the the Wisp-occupied Reed responds that it de- depends. Uh, Archer uh, decides to confine uh, Reed to quarters. Uh, Archer is talking to Trip. He wants the engines online. He wants out of there. Uh, and we hear someone shout for Trip. Um, at this point, we learn that the Wisps have taken over another crewman. Is that so? Is that the same crewman? Am I uh, right? Or he? Yeah, I think it is Rostov. Okay, if I recall well, correctly. There we go. Rostov gets possessed again. Uh, so the Wisps have taken him over. Um, and Trip calls to Archer. Uh, to tell him to get security down to engineering right away. Uh, We hear uh, Hoshi uh, reporting that reports are coming in from all over the ship that members of the crew are acting weird. Uh, Archer uh, talks to T'Pol and says that he wants her to start working on a way to identify who, uh, which members of the crew are themselves and which are not. Uh, On the bridge... Uh, Hoshi ponders uh, what's keeping the Wisps from just taking over all of us. Uh, at this point, Trip calls uh, Archer to say that the Impulse engines are back online. But Archer says he wants to hold position. Uh, Hoshi asks Archer why, because she thought uh, he wanted to leave immediately. So I'm thinking, uh-oh, is the, the captain under their control? But he says no. They've got uh, Malcolm and a lot of others, uh, and that the Enterprise won't be going anywhere until they've been returned. In sickbay, uh, T'Pol and Phlox uh, are talking. They didn't want to say anything over the comm in case uh, humans that were occupied by Wisps were listening in about their plan. Uh, what they're doing is modifying a hand scanner uh, to detect the Wisps that have taken over members of the crew. Uh, Trip. Uh, asked Travis to help him with the engines. Uh, so uh, Travis is headed for the catwalk. Gotta use that set again. Gotta use that set. The set is back, folks. The catwalk. I told you it was going to be big. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next scene, uh, we're in, back in the mess hall, a popular place on Enterprise, uh, with T'Pol and Phlox, who we see in the mess hall, mess hall a lot together. Uh, they're eating uh, when they reveal that there are two uh, Wisp-occupied human crew members in the mess hall, uh, Ensign Cole and crewman Russell. Uh, next up, we see Travis climbing to the catwalk, and there's a Wisp after him. He calls to the bridge uh, to alert them that he's being pursued by a Wisp, but is on the catwalk, and there's something keeping the Wisp out. Uh, Archer wants Travis to stay there. Uh, Archer calls Trip and asks if there's something about the catwalk that is keeping out the Wisp. Could it be the shielding that protected uh, the crew uh, on a recent episode? Um, that was my note that I added. <laughs> Archer does not ask that. Uh, but, however, Archer does... Uh, command that transfer or that, uh, sorry. However, Archer does uh, command that uh, control of Enterprise be transferred to the catwalk and that all of the crew be transferred into the catwalk. So basically um, just like a couple episodes ago. Uh, We learn at this point that Hoshi is possessed. Uh, Archer asks the Wisp possessing Hoshi why they are taking over the crew. I noted that Hoshi's really creepy when she's possessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically, what she responds with makes it sound like they've taken over other races before, other corporeal races. And here's where I made the note that they sound kind of Borg-like. So we've got this autonomous space station We've got these entities taking over, rather assimilating whole races. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, there's definitely a lot of Borg-like things happening on the series so far, but no actual Borg. Yes. Right. Yet. So, we're back on the catwalk. Woo! Uh, T'Pol says uh, that they need to learn more about the Wisps. Uh, she makes it seem like maybe she has something in mind. Uh, she says she can, think she can prevent the Wisps from possessing her. Um, and Archer wants to know what that would accomplish. 
Uh, she tells him that she thinks she could determine their motives while their minds are joined. And I said, in a sort of mind meld? So Paul tells Archer uh, that he had told her he could trust her. Um, so she says, trust me now, unless you have another su suggestion. Uh, we go to Flocks in sickbay. Uh, Hoshi calls and says that while confined to her quarters, she has injured herself and broken her leg. So Phlox is concerned, even though she's possessed, uh, so he goes to her quarters. He enters, and Hoshi's on the floor. He begins scanning her, and uh, probably as a surprise to no one, she's not actually injured. Uh, they get into a scuffle. Um, I noted here that Phlox is kind of a badass, uh, but she still has a phase pistol. Uh, he still manages to tranquilize her, and uh, I remembered that he's talked before about being a combat medic. So Phlox, is, Phlox can handle himself, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Archer calls Phlox. Phlox uh, says everything's okay. He basically doesn't even bring up what just happened. Like, he's just this whole bamf. He's just awesome. Anyways, love Phlox. <laughs> so next up, we see T'Pol sneaking around corridors of Enterprise. Uh, where I said, where's a wisp when you need one? And luckily, one pops up just as she needs one. Um, Phlox encounters the now uh, possessed T'Pol. Uh, she's not responding to him. Uh, he starts scanning her. Uh, Phlox calls Archer uh, to tell him that T'Pol isn't acting like herself, but she's also not acting anything like the other possessed crew members. Uh, Archer wants Phlox to take her to her quarters. Uh, T'Pol starts crying, which seems really unusual, you know, because given that she's a Vulcan, mm -hmm. uh, and the Wisp leaves her body, she tells Phlox that they are lying to us. So, again, surprising no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back on the catwalk, uh, T'Pol is uh, informing Archer what's going on. Uh, she's learned from her mind meld of sorts with the Wisp that their ship is deteriorating, uh, and that they have no way to fix it, and uh, despite traveling through subspace, they can't actually survive in space. Uh, 82 Wisps are hoping to hitch rides home in the Enterprise crew, uh, because that's how many members of the Enterprise crew there are. Uh, the other hundreds of remaining Wisps hope that they can find other ships with corporeal beings. Why don't they get uh, Porthos, too? Hitch rides on. Yeah! Can't they? They can't possess dogs. Actually, we haven't seen Porthos in a couple episodes now. Well, that's a bummer. Uh, T'Pol asks uh, where Trip is. If he can find a way to shield the Enterprise, then they should be able to go to warp. Um, but as Archer points out, that would leave about a third of the crew behind on the Wisp, or about a third of the crew's, I guess, uh, consciousnesses behind. Mm -hmm. As T'Pol, always the logical Vulcan when she wants to be. <laughs> points out that, well, two-thirds of the crew would still survive. Archer, at this point, asks a strange question. He asks if the Wisp can survive in a host that is dead. Uh, Paul mentions that, technically, uh, this would be no different from them being exposed to empty space. So Archer calls flocks. Uh, on the catwalk, uh, Travis is looking around for Trip. Uh, we see flocks uh, suiting up. As he and Archer are coming up with a plan, Flox uh, is uh, making his way through Enterprise's corridors looking for a junction box uh, for the atmospheric recycling manifold. Uh, Archer tells him over the comm to open the hatch uh, for the manifold uh, and tells him how to reroute things so that they can release a gas. Uh, Trip is eavesdropping at this point up on the catwalk uh, secondary bridge they've set up, uh, being a total creeper. The, the wisps seem to be real creepers. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Trip or Travis at this point finds Trip and Trip runs. Uh, Trip knocks some people over on the catwalk and then punches Travis like it's a little jerk. So once again, Travis gets injured. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's a, like we're, we're starting to sense a trend here, folks. Whenever Travis does too much, he gets injured. Uh, back to Flocks, who's looking for an access tube. Uh, he finds it, but he can't open it. Archer tells him to use a little muscle, and Flock says, I've used every muscle I've got. Uh, Travis uh, reports in over the comm that they've got a problem, and he tells Archer what happened with uh, 
with Trip and him being a jerk that punches people in the face. Uh, to Paul says, uh, surprising no one, that obviously Trip knows what their plan is at this point. Uh, Archer tells Phlox that they need to speed things up. There's a whole lot of technical stuff. Uh, and I've discovered at this point, um, as I'm sure you did, that Archer and T'Pol seem to know every minute detail about an Enterprise. Yeah. They know where everything is and how everything works. And that is dedication, I think. Well, I mean, they're using the warp engine based on Archer's dad's design. Yeah, true. So, yeah, smart, smart guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be pretty obsessed with Enterprise. Yeah, and I guess, you know what? I think if I got to do something as awesome as be on a starship, I'd probably learn every single thing I could about it. Yeah. For situations just like this, you just have to know. And it's proof, man, that guy should really be captain if he knows every inch of the ship like that. Um, Flox is doing some more technical stuff uh, when Trip approaches uh, him. He grabs Phlox and throws him and then tries to switch off uh, the valve that Phlox was working on. Phlox uh, starts fighting Trip, and I said that he's the MVP of this episode. Uh, some gas starts coming out, and Trip starts coughing. Phlox uh, holds Trip, his Trip's head into the gas that's being released uh, until he is, as I said, fake dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other member at this point, other members of the possessed crew are shown passing out, and the wisps are seen leaving their bodies. Uh, Flox vents the gas, and Enterprise heads out at full impulse. Uh, the wisps at this point pursue in their awesome giant stingray ship, uh, but Archer fires photon torpedoes into their mouth-like landing bay and blows up their ship. And as I noted, damn. <laughs> not even just leave them to possess other corporeal beings no he just flat out destroys this race of, of subspace aliens well he gave them a chance yeah true true and you know i'm not saying that yeah they would just keep coming after enterprise or they would come after someone else yeah and you know you just you had to do... make a call there i wonder if they were the last of their their kind maybe we'll find out uh, so after the uh, the destruction of the alien ship, we see Trip waking up, and Flox is helping him. Uh, he tells Trip that they've got a lot of doors to unlock, and the episode ends. Yeah, uh, this was uh, it. Reminded me of a lot of previous episodes as yeah. we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, it reminded me most of Dead Stop. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was. I don't know. I, I wasn't really into this episode, to be honest. Hmm. Uh, I think it's kind of cool when they do episodes where characters aren't acting like themselves. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, you're, as an actor, you have to act as your character who is someone else is yeah. acting as your character. Yeah. yeah. It's like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. There's something about it. I. It just didn't grab me for mm -hmm. some reason. I can't really explain why. Yeah. Uh, maybe it has something to do with, again, you know that they're not really in peril. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it has to do with, well, these aliens, you knew these aliens were up to no good from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just, you can kind of tell. They they were kind of heavy handed. You know, I, they feel like they're always, it, I think it's it's hard to... You know, it's, it's not, it can't be easy to to write something and have it acted in a way where you just don't know that that they're not up to. You know, like we're so trained to expect deceit. <laughs> I guess yeah. we're just super cynical. So you know, um, there have definitely been episodes of Trek in the past, and certainly on Next Gen, where you know they've encountered alien races that seem totally harmless and then something goes you know something goes wrong um you know we've also seen the flip side of it we've seen the flip side of you know uh, darmok uh you've got a you know an alien race that because of like of a communication issue uh you th you think that they're hostile and then you know spoiler alert you find out they're not mm -hmm. um you know and that's that's a kind of an interesting way to, to flip it on its head i think for me I, I 
I liked the episode. It was it was very it was another why I, I just it, it's it sounds like a cop out, but I just kind of call these simple episodes. Um, there's just not a lot really goes on in them. Um, they they feel kind of like they're going through the paces. I I didn't think it was a bad episode, but what I do think is that we're seeing a whole lot of episodes where the Enterprise, where, where either crew mem- members are being possessed in some way, or the inter- I think even more so, the Enterprise is being taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've had, I don't know how many episodes at this point where the Enterprise is, you know, just in the season where the Enterprise is being taken over. I mean, we've had the episode with the Ferengis, and we've had the Catwalk episode, which, you know, the whole episode isn't about the Enterprise being taken over, but it gets taken over. Uh, and, and, you know, we kind of have you know, a character that kind of has to go on a little solo mission to try to um, try to save the ship. And, you know, in the case of the Fringies and, and the, and, oh, the episode's Acquisition, right? Yeah, so in the case of Acquisition, uh, in the case of, uh, you know, the episode with the aliens aboard during the, the crazy space storm, um, you have, you know, Trip going out and, you know, saving the ship. In this case... You had uh, flocks going out because, you know, they weren't able to cross with him or whatever they called it. Um, you have him going out um, and saving the ship again. So, um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, you know, it was a really simple story. And again, you know, I I enjoyed it to to an extent, but it, it, it didn't really blow me away. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mood for it or something, but it just, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like both episodes we saw this week were just fine. Fine, yeah. It's fine um, episodes, but, you know, nothing that's making us, you know, think about that yet. And I'm really, you know, I'm looking forward to, I'm totally a broken record, but I know it's coming. There, there are going to be some episodes of Enterprise where we're just like, wow, we remember these like we remember, you know, episodes of TNG or episodes of DS9 or, you know, episodes of Voyager. They're yeah, really, I mean, really good. like all those uh, shows you mentioned, they have rough starts mm-hmm. like even tng which everyone loves the first two seasons yeah were not good and we're only halfway we've only had an, a season and a half yeah so you know we're talking about a, a series that hasn't even really found its its legs yet i think um you know voyager they all do um so fortunately we're getting out of the terrible twos pretty soon yeah yeah we're gonna uh hit up uh episode 19 and 20 next time mm-hmm uh episodes are called judgment and horizon Hmm. okay um yeah thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you later yep talk to you soon I am not your enemy. The charges. He has committed an act of war. The verdict. Death. A Klingon tribunal brings Enterprise to its knees. A rescue attempt is out of the question. A powerful all-new Enterprise. Judgment. UPN next Wednesday at 8, 7 central.